You can find the comic book characters on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash kneelbeforepod or follow us on Twitter at cbcharacters. You can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. And now you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Search comic book characters. Hey everyone out there in the CBC universe, it is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred, and as always, I've got my gracious co-host, Chris, the creator, Gossadis. Hello, sir, how are you doing? Well, What's now- up, man? Yeah. Doing how well? you been? Uh, doing alright, doing alright. Doing okay. So, I'm gonna let the listeners kind of a little bit behind the curtain here. <laughs> um, so, this is kind of weird. This This particular podcast, we recorded on... February 24th, uh, which was Friday, and it actually happens, happens to be my mom's birthday, so happy birthday to my mom. At this point, it's like a belated birthday, but whatever, happy birthday. My mom, who's a huge fan of the podcast, and uh, just, you know, she's very supportive, always has happy been birthday! very supportive. I actually think that she also listens to, like, other podcasts, like The Weekly Planet and maybe Nerdist, uh-huh. and I liked, you know, in my mind, because... You know, I just have this like Napoleonic inferiority complex. I actually think that like we're like her third, fourth favorite. Pod. <laughs> we're up there, man. We're up there. We're the top five for sure. <laughs> top five, top five at least. So thank you, mom, for you know being supportive of you tried. Uh, you tried, Miho. Yeah, there you go. Um, but here's the thing: the the majority of this podcast was recorded on February twenty fourth. Due to some technical difficulties, we lost kind of the first segment. Uh, I mean, some of it was there, but whatever. It's just going to be easier to, to do this first segment. Um, and then we're going to edit it together. And the people that are listening, you're not going to – you should be able to – it should just be a seamless thing. Okay? If, if I can do my job. We'll see. <laughs> um, but so this first segment is actually – we're recording it now, which is Monday – from the, the future. From the future. And the rest of it will have been from Friday. But it should be fine. On the plus side, we are going to get to kind of touch on a couple of, of newer news topics that have happened real briefly. And then we'll get into uh, Nightwing and some other stuff uh, that you'll obviously hear as we move along. But let, let's first off, I just want to, you know, take a moment here. Uh, Bill, Unfortunately, Bill Paxton uh, passed away due to complications from surgery. Uh, yeah. Uh, at the at the young age of sixty one. I mean, that's really young, um, you know, for an actor, uh, just for you know a person. It seems like that's really young. I feel like that's young. He he's been in a ton of things. Uh, Predator two, I think. Uh, most well known, of course, for Aliens. Aliens. Game over, man. Game over. Like, of course, of course, that meme. Of course. Instantaneously existed as soon as he died. Like he died. The meme was right at the same time. They, that's how the yeah. internet works. It was almost tautological. It's almost like, of course you're gonna say that. That's the first thing on everybody's mind. That, that's an SAT word right there, folks. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, definitely rest in peace, the Bill Paxton. Also, by the way, we talk about Marvel's Agents of Shield a lot. He's in. He he actually was like a man, kind of like yeah. a main character, really good character. He's part of the reason the first that didn't get canceled. I'm yeah. sure. He solidified the antagonist role in the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so well mm-hmm. that, yeah, no, he, he's responsible. He, he he carried it. 
Kind of like how we were talking about Powerless, and we're not sure. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm referencing something <laughs> that happened on Friday. You're gonna, you're Foreshadowed. Gonna, <laughs> you're going to hear this later. We're talking about Powerless, and like, what is the future of that show? I think the same thing could have been said for the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but then we got the Hydra turn, we have Bill Paxton, and mm-hmm. yeah, I think that went a long way for, with cementing that show and giving it a future. No doubt. Um, so... So I mean, kudos to the to the wide work, uh, brilliant work of Bill Paxton. Rest in peace. Uh, you know, we wanted to give him his due here on comic book characters. The other thing <clears throat> that just happened. Oh no! Yesterday. Not like this. And so you know, there's this. Oh, no, theory, no. <laughs> there's this theory that we live in the darkest timeline, right? Like if you're a community <laughs> fan, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's this that there's multiple timelines, there's multiple Earths, or whatever. Like <clears throat> parallel multiple universes. Multiple Allison Breeze. Never going to say no to that. Never going to say no to that. Uh, so yes to that. But darkest timeline. Okay. We have we have dark Lord Dampnut as our commander in chief somehow. I don't know what's yeah. going on. We had all those celebrities die last year. We're already off to a rocking start with celebrities dying this year. Gary Condit <clears throat> still alive and not in jail. So uh, Casey Affleck won best actor, but Ugh. sexually assaulted two women. Ugh, like... That's that's rough. It's rough. Okay, we're the, we might be in the darkest timeline. Uh, how I know that we are in the darkest timeline, b- beyond everything I just mentioned. Suicide Squad no. is now an Academy Award-winning no. win- film. Oh my god! So, no. <laughs> I mean, oh, uh, like, what have we done? <laughs> I don't know what's going on, man. Like. You know what? And Star Trek Beyond was in the same category. Yeah. For, yeah. Like, for like makeup effects. I, I mean, I one I love Star Trek Beyond. I thought it was a great Star Trek film. You know, it, like it if, came out of nowhere for me. I didn't it, I didn't go in thinking much of it, but right. I liked it a whole lot. Right. It's it's a really solid film. And if you like the tropes of what like Star Trek is supposed to be, like even with the old sixties show, it it just it just delivered so well on that on that theme and that promise. Uh, but the, the makeup effects were amazing in that film. A lot of them were practical. They weren't all CGI or anything. And look, don't get me wrong. Suicide Squad, you know, you've got Killer Croc. Killer Croc looks great. I'm not going to take that away from you. Okay. But like, come on, man. The Joker with the tattoos and sh- Like, none of that was a good idea. None of it was. I mean, at, at this point, though, just change damage to Oscar. Oh, no. Like, scoreboard, right? Like, it's just scoreboard <laughs> and, like, MCU's like, what the fuck? Like, I can't believe, <laughs> after all of the, the brilliance and excellence of the MCU up to this point, uh, both commercially and um, critically, no awards. No awards at all. But somehow, I got You have to give it to them. Warner Brothers DC... They got there first. They have their first superhero Academy Award winning film. Oh, <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Just... I, I'm, I'm speechless on this end. It's I, I don't even know. Uh, it, what, it was not only three people in that category, right? Three, three films. It was Beyond, Star Trek Beyond, Suicide Squad, and what else? I, I can't remember. I honestly can't remember. Was it? Yeah. It's Was it? Um... I don't know if it's Fantastic Beasts or not, but. Yeah. I as think, soon as I saw that category come up, I was like, anybody but Suicide Squad, please. Right, right. I mean, uh, just that that film, 
like, even if you do it just on the basis of Killer Croc, and this is something actually Ig, Ig and I talked about very briefly, even if you do it on the basis of Killer Croc, which is great, what they end up doing with that character and how underutilized he is and how one, how paper thin that character is in the movie. B-E-G. Like, just, it's not worth it. Like, you can't reward that. You can't reward it. I I don't know. I know we're getting up in arms about something that doesn't matter ultimately at the end of the day. Like, who the hell cares? It's Oscars, whatever. But, man, kudos to Moonlight, by the way. I haven't I haven't had a chance to see it. I'm going to try to see it this week. But just a minority, like, minority skin, like, race, person, uh, ethnicity, minority, like, uh, sexual preference. And, and that's the movie that wins the, the you know, Academy Award of the Year. Uh, movie of the year that's it's crazy best yeah. picture I mean it just shows you like the scale tips in one way for a lot of things but we get a little bit back the other way too you know not trying to get too political or anything but just it was cool to see that I just think it was cool to see that um and I can't wait to see the film but all right let's let's jump into the segment that we are we're uh that leads the show off this week which is um, Batman, just as an entity, is dominating the comic book universe right now, um, especially when it comes to like film and TV and things like that. And it's cool. I mean, it's great. Batman's a great character. I'm really happy for, for DC and Warner Brothers to have it. Lego Batman movie just came out. Um, I've had the privilege of seeing it. It's, it's fantastic. It is like one of the best... Um, you know, it's like one of the best uh, iterations of Batman I've ever seen. We got there, and <laughs> so it's, it's. I'm happy to talk about Batman. And we've got some positive things to talk about. <clears throat> you know, the first thing is Nightwing. We just got it. Just got announced that Nightwing is going to be a thing, and, and not only is Nightwing going to be like in a live action film proper, he's not going to be a cameo. Huh? Okay, he's not he's not gonna be just some sidekick, okay? No, no, he's not he's not gonna get ten seconds of screen time like Flash in Suicide Squad, or, <laughs> oh, man. or two minutes of screen time like Batman in Suicide Squad, or not even be named by that one dude in Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> just kill him off. Just yeah. Um, uh, I think that guy's name was Stone Roses. No, it was like uh, it was a uh, Slipknot, right? It's Corn. It was an insane clown posse. No, I don't know. Um, he's not even going to get nine minutes like the would-be villain that should have been the villain in Suicide wait, Squad. Like wait a Joker. minute. That sounds like a whole lot of minutes. That's nine minutes, man. <laughs> uh, he's getting more than that. He's getting more than – he's getting double-digits minutes. He might. Uh-oh. He's getting triple-digits minutes. What? And he's getting his own film. He's getting his own solo film. I'm not, I'm not talking solo movie. Yeah, I'm not talking Han Solo. I'm not talking Han Solo. We're get we get to that later. Yeah, I'm talking <laughs> his own solo film though, and that's really cool because Nightwing is a really dynamic character. You can do so much with him. Uh, he's he's been dubbed the fun Batman. You know, he's Batman <laughs> but fun. That's great. Um, now. Th- before we get into all the the kind of nuts and bolts of this, right out the gate, Chris, I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Who who do you think should play Nightwing? Now we don't even know which like version they're going right. to do, and they could they could pull from a bunch of different places. But 
who who's your like in your mind your go to just right off hmm. the top? I can't help it. It's the, the first thing my mind pops to is JGL. It's uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Right. I don't know if he's too old for the part at this point, or if he wants to <laughs> kind of reprise his sort of role as Robin. Right, because he did in the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. No. Uh, but that's who I envision like immediately. That I mean, one, I'm on board. Okay. And you know, you said he's too old. Maybe he is, and maybe he is. But you know, he looks young, and I feel like he can play younger than he is. Right. Uh, I don't think that would be that much of a problem. Also, we don't know like how old they want Nightwing to be. Like, if Ben Affleck is your Batman, then relative oh. to age, JGL is okay. is fine, right? Like he's that's a good point. He's, yeah, he's right where he should be. The other thing is, I love that you said JGL because one of our listeners got to us on Facebook. Uh-huh. And I'm telling you, CBCers, come Call to the shot. Come, come to the face. Yeah, he called the shot. Come to the Facebook page. Come to the face. It's real fun. You can interact with us. We'll respond to you. We'll we will be like, hey, thanks for saying hi. You want to go to the movies? We'll creep up on you real quick. <laughs> you come to the Facebook page on facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. Interact with us. We have polls sometimes. We have video clips, audio clips, pictures, just tons of stuff. As as things happen during the week before we can talk about them, we we post the articles there. Uh, it's fun time. Anyway, one of our listeners, Ron, interacted with us directly, and we're name-checking him on the pod. He, because I asked the question on there, who should play Nightwing? He went, as just just as you did, uh-huh. JGL. And I, I'm, no I, agree, way. I agree with both of you. <laughs> Where's Rachel? I, I agree with both <laughs> of you. I, th- I think that's, you could definitely do a lot worse. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> and DC has a tendency to be like, oh, we don't want the safe bet. We don't want to print money. Let's go with this one. Let's go with Zack Snyder. Right. You know, and that's the thing. Um, we, we, you know, we can talk about this. DC seems to have, like, an affliction, like a, an analogy, if you will, to money. I, I don't know, <laughs> you know, what that's all about. Uh, Select so, deposit, please. I can't handle cash. <laughs> it's too germy. It's, it, gets, it's, it gets in my pores. It's real bad. Um, somebody that I, that I thought of. Um, and we've talked about this before on, on comic book characters. Uh, is a there's a there's a production company called Bat in the Sun, and they do these YouTube videos and they're really cool. They're they mm-hmm. they're like they take two random kind of nerd properties and they make live action short films with special effects and everything. And then you vote on who should win, and then they they make it the the short film based on the votes. So you'll have like Spider Man mm. fighting Darth Maul. I think there's one with Iron Man fighting uh, Optimus Prime. Uh, there's one with Nightwing fighting, I think, Bucky. I think he fights Bucky. Huh. But the guy that plays Nightwing in these shorts um, is like a writer-director, and I think he's been maybe in every episode, in every little short film that they've made. And I actually dig his name. It's Aaron uh, Shinoki. Um, and, and, okay, so here's the thing. He does great in this, like, short film where he plays Nightwing. It's a lot of physicality. There's not a lot of dialogue. I don't know what his acting chops are like, per se. He seems almost mm-hmm. more like a stunt guy uh, that's doing this as a passion project. Um, but he does it. He does it really well. And I, and I look. I know that Warner Brothers is not going to go to this guy. Like they're just they're not going to do that. But you know what? Maybe cast them as the stunt double, or ha- have a bone. Have them involved in the choreography. He, they do great choreography on Bat in the Sun. So 
like get him in, man. Like there's there's some free advice to you, Warner Brothers. Right. Get, well, get, get there, there. Hey, there's hey, something Ron. to be said. Something to be said for somebody who's just passionate about a property before they join it. Uh, and that's that'd be that'd be amazing if that would ever happen. Uh, because that's kind of what I think is lacking in the DCEU, kind of. It's people who are, like, really, really super invested in these characters and right. stuff. Right. Like, you've got James Gunn with Guardians, and he fucking loves that universe and those characters. And you've got Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool, of course. It comes through. Right. You you need that. DC needs to find whoever that is. Is there anyone else uh, beyond JGL? I, you know, I talked about Aaron, Aaron. And is there anybody else that you think that you would like to see as Nightwing? Man. Something left uh, center? I don't know. Uh, again, this is kind of running into the problem we ran to last time with, like, the younger kind of Hollywood crowd. Because we don't um, know anyone. Because we're too old. We don't old. know anyone. We're old. <laughs> we're, too, uh, <laughs> we're too old. We don't know. The only, the only thing I could think of was, well, I know one version of Nightwing has, like, a, a righteous mullet. Right. Uh, uh, Chandler Riggs, Coral from Walking Dead, Coral. could pull it off. He's Coral. got the hair. I don't know if he's got the like the silly disposition or not. Right. Where's Coral? But, um... Where's Coral? <laughs> Get in the house, Coral. Um, okay. I mean, that's. I definitely know what you mean by the hair. And if you're going off hair, yeah, I think Chandler Riggs. It gets you a different demographic. It does. It does. And it. It. I. You know what though? I think it does definitely lend itself to the vulnerability of of that character. Mm. Maybe maybe more a Robin, even because. Right. Because he looks a little soft to me. Like, I know he goes through some <laughs> tough shit. He lost an eye. Look, I'm not saying he hasn't been through some tough stuff. We're calling him out. But he's a little soft. You know what I mean? Like, he looks a little soft. I was calling him out. <laughs> What's up, Chandler Riggs? Just saying. Come at me. Fight me, you won't. Fight me, you won't, Chandler Riggs. Um, I, I, but I could see it. But, you know, it's like they. it depends on how, like, like you said, there's so many different ways they could go with this character. Um, like if it's, if it's like Nightwing, just as he's becoming Nightwing, mm-hmm. like whatever, he gets in a disagreement with, with Batman and he goes off on his own. Yeah, maybe I could see it. I, again, I think he's soft, but Hey man, you know, that's what, you know, that's what working out and stuff is for. They, you know, you get paid the big bucks. Like Hugh Jackman wasn't that big as Wolverine in the first X-Men movie. Just saying. Um, okay. Let's, let's, let's get into some names. Um, for that we've actually read about and have been kind of circled about with this property right. and this project. These are actual, it's not just us speculating. These are like names that are actually being attached to the project. Uh, first off, and this is kind of funny cause like we just talked about him, but army hammer <laughs> again, again, I mean, DC just has a, a uh, I mean a hard on, I guess for cool. army hammer. They so want to get, wants to, someone wants this hammer hard. They want to get hammered. Real good, because um, we're talking about him for the Green Lantern Corps, right? Yeah. And and but you know what? I could see it. I could totally see him doing a Nightwing. Again, it depends kind of what kind of character, or what kind of direction you're going to take that character in. But that's not out of the question. Kind of like your Chandler Riggs, a little bit left to center outside the box, and I'm not mad at this. Mm-hmm. But Stephen uh, Yun, yeah, Stephen Yun. I I'm real bad with name pronunciation, guys. I'm sorry, but Stephen Yun. Uh, better known as Glenn from The Walking Dead. Another, you know, we talk about Chandler Riggs. I find you, Maggie. Oh, ma, ma, ma. oh no. Dude, we're going to just air a bunch of people. I know people. <laughs> Trigger! Uh, yeah, man, like, there's some hardcore, like, Glenn and Maggie fans out there. They're still reeling from the whole. It was it was a bit much. God, it, that premiere. It is, it is much. It is, it is a bit much. Um, 
And you know the ratings show it too, man. Like those ratings are going down. Like people are not happy about it. They're not. They're like, give me back my Glenn. They want the Mel Gibson style. They're like, give me back my Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's a real left to serve. But again, again, I think he could do it. He sh- he's shown a tenacity as an actor being Glenn, sort yeah. of a resourcefulness. A physical role. Physical role, quick on his feet, quick on his, you know, in his He's body. agile. He's agile. Yeah, nice. He's agile, yeah. Um, so, again, I don't think that's a bad choice either. Uh, you know, obviously, as we get further further along, we'll hear more names and we'll talk about those, uh, you know, in casting corners and whatnot as, mm-hmm. we, as we get to there. Uh, but but I want to, you know, I want to throw the question out to the CBC universe. You guys and gals out there, chime in. Let us know either on Twitter, or on Facebook, or however, however you want to listen. Send us an email. We've got that Gmail, cbccharacters at gmail.com. Um, let us know who you think or who would you like to see play Nightwing. Again, not not as a cameo character, not as just a side character, like in Justice League. Solo film, and that, that means a lot. I mean, I think that shows that they must really feel like there's some there's some legs on this character to give him a full feature film. Um, and I'm going to give some advice. I'm going to give some advice to DC. You know, you Uh-oh. and I and Ig and I, in times past, we give advice to Marvel. We we call up old Kevin, Kevin Fakes, and we say, hey, man, what, what about this? Huh? Okay, dog. Okay, baby. Hey, hey, Faggy, man. Hey, it's your, it's your bro. It's your bro. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing, guys. <laughs> Uh, you're a heartbeat from swingers man it's it's real it's getting real weird it's getting real weird here um but we've given them advice before and i felt like now is the time instead of just shitting on warner brothers in dc all the time you gotta take a piss yeah you also gotta take a piss you get dehydrated if it's just shit all the time you get dehydrated you gotta drink some water you gotta take a piss here's my advice nightwing is a real dynamic character right mm-hmm you know, we keep hearing about Ben maybe leaving the project. He's not the director anymore. We don't know how involved he is with the script or as a producer at this point. Mm-hmm. He, there's talks about him wanting to leave the role of Batman and Bruce Wayne. Yikes. His favorite comic book character of all time, and he wants to leave it. Like, how much of a shit show is it right now that he, <laughs> you have one of the, the, the most recognized, renowned actors and directors, and he wants out, and you're giving him his, his like, pet superhero project and he wants out like but whatever he, he's been giving these these um kind of inclinations that he might might want out use nightwing as your bridge hmm. warner brothers what you can do is you cast nightwing whoever you make it whoever whatever and then if ben decides he wants to leave after justice league or <clears throat> or the batman movie or whatever let him leave as Bruce Wayne, let him leave. Like, don't... You could kill him off, I guess, but don't... I wouldn't kill him off. Don't kill him off. But let, just write him out. And then have Nightwing, and I would pick Dick Grayson, like the traditional Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Have Dick Grayson assume the role of Batman. They did it in the comics, and it worked out really well. Like, it was well-received. People liked kind of the... Like, again, the fun Batman and, and you have this guy who was Robin, who trained under Batman, who was then Nightwing, but now is Batman, and people don't know it's not the same guy. So he's hmm. trying to act like Batman, even though he's not. 
You know what I mean? So you have that whole fun kind of arc and dynamic for the character and the movie that you would be putting him in. And it would be organic. Then if, if Ben changes his mind later, maybe he takes a break, then he can come back and resume the role of, of Bruce Wayne. And there you go. Like, easy peasy. No, you know, not, none of this, like, just, well, Ben left, and, oh, here's, uh, you know, Russell Crowe as Bruce <laughs> oh, Wayne man. just out of nowhere. You gotta have another origin story. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, that that's, that's, that's my advice, okay? That's my advice to Warner Brothers. There's your organic out. You get to develop the character of Nightwing. It, it gives you kind of like, you know what? You know, people keep, keep saying that DC and Warner Brothers should follow Marvel's lead. I kind of mm-hmm. feel like that's what Marvel's doing with Bucky, right? Bucky and mm. Captain America. If they end up killing out Cap, Bucky could be Cap. They did that in the comics. So they definitely did. So, you know, just, just an idea, just throwing that out there. Um, any other final thoughts on Nightwing for you, Chris? Uh, the more night, the better dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, man. I just think, I'm actually happy for them. Oh, the other thing is, I totally forgot to mention this. This the, Nightwing is already off to a better start than virtually all of the other DC movie projects that have come before it and after. And that is, that they actually have a director already. They have somebody who's like, yeah, I want to direct this. A word? Yeah, like they're like, he's like, yes, I like this idea and I would like to do it for you. Please let me do it. <laughs> and that's Chris McKay. If you don't know who Chris McKay is, he directed the Lego Batman movie. So he hmm. clearly knows these characters. He knows how to use them. That movie is fun. Um, and, it, and it sticks to a lot of the tropes that, that make Batman Batman. So I think he's a perfect choice. I hope that works out. Warner Brothers, it's like real easy, guys. Just paint by numbers here. Like, don't make it <laughs> difficult. Don't make it harder than it needs to be. Just find a good Nightwing. Find a good script. Let Chris work his magic. Not you, Chris, but like, yeah, you, you too. I mean, hire I, Chris. I, I'd work for cheap. Hi, hire Chris. Hire me. We'll help you guys out. No problem. Uh, work real cheap. Be fine. Um, other good Batman news. See, look, two positive Warner Brothers DC segments back to back. Was it make a wish? What's going it, it on here? It can be done. It can be done. Matt Reeves, who was. Matty Ice. <laughs> Matty Ice, I guess. Um, no relation to, to Christopher. Was Christopher Reed, right? Not Christopher Reeves. Anyway. Uh, depends how many of them, how many of them were there on set at <laughs> any one time. Okay, that's fair. Matt Reeves, who was originally rumored to be on board to direct the Batman project that, that Ben left, Ben Affleck left, then, the, then he was gone, and we're like, uh-oh, here we go again. He's out. Here we go again. All the directors are leaving. Now he's back. He's in. He's officially he's in? in. He's officially in. Okay. Matt Reeves, uh, director of War of the Planet of the Apes, uh, officially in. So that's great. Now, I know we talked about this in a previous pod. Mm. Uh, you and I thought you crushed it. I thought it was the perfect uh, choice. But you, you said David Fincher. Yeah, man. As And I was just like, oh, <laughs> oh, I mean, that's that's the guy right there. That is the guy. Um, you know, earlier you mentioned Warner Brothers having uh, like an allergy to printing money. I think you make David Fincher the director of the Batman. Mm-hmm. Now you're printing money, right? You're, yeah. You're, you're not just printing money. You're you're making the Scrooge McDuck vault. <laughs> 
with the coins. You're jumping it's in. Yeah, you're going in. You're swimming around. You're getting in the jacuzzi. Like, I know that they want. They got Matt Reeves. I'm not mad at it, but I still think your pick of David Fincher is off the charts perfect. It's just, I mean, when there's top level talent out there, why aren't you pursuing it? So. My question to you, I no, and I hmm. agree, and I agree, I, I agree a hundred percent because I think, and that's the thing, it's weird. It's like, I don't know. Sometimes, like DC, I, I don't know what they want to do. Like, I don't know if they're they want they're trying to they are trying to make these big blockbuster films, but at the same time, sometimes it seems like they kind of cheap out or like, it's just real weird. I, I don't know what their vibe is. But what I wanted to ask you, Chris, yeah, is you know, like, how do you? What do you think about the Matt Reeves officially being on as director? Yeah, so I think the, the, the modern Planet of the Apes movies, the ones that got rebooted, they're better than I thought they would be. Uh, so <laughs> he's not a director that relies completely on, you know, slow motion, long, drawn-out action sequences. So I'm fine with it. I, I completely agree. I think those movies, maybe this is me being a little too harsh, but like those movies have are way better than they had any right to be. Yeah. I felt, and uh, they're actually pretty enjoyable. It's a pretty pretty good narrative, and um, the, the newest one looks like it's going to be really good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's good. I mean, it's cool. It, I, I think, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, just going to say, maybe that means that we get Andy Serkis involved at some point, too? Hey, man, that's, look, we've already seen with Marvel, if you get, if you get Andy Serkis involved, I mean, you're just printing money, okay? <laughs> just, just printing money. So yeah, I'm, I'm all in. Tony Stark used to say that. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm all in on Andy. Um, didn't even think about that. That's, that's a great point. Yep. Um, okay, so it couldn't all be like super happy, positive DC. I mean, you know us. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, everyone. Look, it, look, we're just reporting what happens. Okay, it's fake news. <laughs> Look, we got barred. We got banned from the press conference. Combo characters is not allowed at my press conferences anymore. Sad. I know San Antonio, small market, not going to succeed. One sports team. Very, very small. Very small. Like my hands. Sad. But um, we do have, we do have, I would say at least a sliver of, of not so great news for for DC and Batman, and that's that there are rampant rumors, and I mean they are rampant and and ramping up <laughs> as well that Batfleck just just wants out, like he's just oh, no. done. Like I don't know what happened, maybe something in between that movie that he made, The Live by Night, and then getting pressured with about the Batman movie about directing it and and writing it, and then like now they're doing a rewrite <laughs> on the script and. <laughs> <clears throat> and and he's not the director anymore. And that clock don't slow down. I think he's just getting real exhausted with this whole thing. And and I don't know, man. Like you know, Ben Affleck, he's a real dude. Like he's he's legit, and he's he's you know what I mean. He, yeah. He's a made yeah, man. Yeah. He doesn't have to do this shit if he doesn't want right. to. Um, <clears throat> you know, he's not Chris Evans in the first Captain America movie. Hmm. He, he 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 doesn't need any of this if he doesn't want it. And it just seems like he's just like backing away. He's just inching away <laughs> from this. The more that time passes, you can only so again, you can only get heat from a garbage fire for so long. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I, it always draws me back to the meme, like where it's that video of him and um, 
and the the guy that I always slip up with names, man. But like the <laughs> the guy that plays Superman. Um, uh, oh shit, uh, Henry Henry Kit Cavill. Yeah. Uh, Henry, K- Henry Kid Cavill, yeah, that's him. They're, Henry Cavill. Uh, they they're sitting there in an interview, and they ask them a question. Oh shit, and yeah. And just gets that super. Oh, they ask him like, "Well, what do you think about all the negative response that's already coming out for the film?" Like immediately, right? and he just looks <laughs> so upset. Man. The sounds of silence and, starts playing. Yeah, it's a great meme. It's and we've all been there. I mean, that's. You know, when you're trying not to show that you're real worried about right. something, you're real upset. <coughs> and he's doing his best. <laughs> but holy hell. It's starting, it's starting think... to really resemble the other meme that I was thinking of, uh, where the dog is like, you know, he's sitting in a cafe, and the cafe is on fire, burning down around him. And he's like, this is this, this is, is fine. fine. This is fine. Yeah, I think, I don't know, man. I just feel like in a lot of ways, Ben, Ben, I, I, maybe maybe he thinks this, maybe he doesn't. I get the feeling that he thinks like, you know what? I'm better than all this. <laughs> I'm better than this shit that they're about to put me right? through, and I just, I just don't want to waste my time. Yeah. Like I can only make so many movies a year. <laughs> you know, my my younger brother's making Manchester by the Sea, Ooh. like an awesome Academy Award nominated. It's <laughs> a very good point. I'm over here in a fucking suit. It's hot. <laughs> like, bastard. It's got to be like sixteen hour days. Yeah, Damn. man. I don't know. And Zack Snyder's probably there, big uh. obnoxious <laughs> as fuck. Like, you just know just he's hogging there. all the good blow. He's just ru- ruining everything. Just, ugh. So, yeah, man, I don't blame him. Like, I don't I don't blame him for seemingly wanting out of all of this. <clears throat> but, again, that's why the Nightwing, you know, eventually replacing Bruce Wayne as Batman thing works out really mm-hmm. well. Because it gives you an out. It gives you an out in case Ben is just like, I need a break or I'm done yeah. or whatever. Um, any, any thoughts on, on Ben leaving? I mean, I know, I know you've kind of sprinkled them in, but any, any, <laughs> any other thoughts? Not really. I mean, if uh, if you were to leave before the Batman, um, man, I've always said John Hamm should have been the, the next Bat. Uh, oh, yeah. He could have done it. And that's a that's a big dude, yeah. too. <laughs> you know how we like him on CBC. We like him big. <laughs> I, okay, so, I mean, in this scenario with John Hamm, are you just doing a straight swap? Yeah, like he's yeah. Bruce I'm Wayne. I'm, I'm like doing Val Kilmer. Him. I'm doing he. You know, can't get, we can't <gasps> get Keaton. We got to make another Batman movie. Let's just put Val Kilmer on this shit and see how it goes. Okay. But you know, with John I'm Hamm, at, it's going to be a lot better. I think John Hamm one would make an excellent Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. for sure. I. I I think he would do a good Batman as well, but I think he would do he would just crush the Bruce Wayne side of it. Um all right, so if if all of this doesn't make Ben leave <laughs> this next bit of Uh-oh. news might. This might be this might be the last this might be the nail in the coffin. The straw that breaks the, the laughing joke and so on. The yeah, he who laughs last. Um so apparently Mel Gibson and I'm, you know, I'm still trying to find out. I've been trying to find out, like, who approached who here? Did Mel approach DC Warner Brothers? I suspect that Warner Brothers approached mm. him. But apparently, there are they are in conversations, whatever that means. Mel Gibson in conversation to direct Suicide Squad two, whoa, Hot Topic edition, <laughs> whatever it's called, whatever it's going to be called. 
Too hot. Um, too topic. <laughs> so uh, before I before I say anything, Chris, what are your thoughts on Mel Gibson, uh, director of yeah. Braveheart, director yeah. of Braveheart? Now, mind you, it, wow, it's uh, the, yeah, I don't know. Is the pay is the mortgage that expensive? It's I mean, are we gonna make this a period oh. piece and put it in Auschwitz? What's what's going on? What's going on here? It's, oh no! It's, <laughs> well, you had to I go mean, there. that's where hey, go Mel Gibson. Gibson went there first. I'm just following. <laughs> we just following. Yeah, the man. Crumbs. Fuck you, Mel Gibson. I'm calling you out, motherfucker. Come see me. Yeah, man. Like, okay. Granted, <laughs> Mad Max is amazing. Okay, that was God, years can't ago. Take that away. That was... Can't take that away though. Mad Max is amazing. Braveheart. Oh, yeah. Really yeah, well made yeah, film. That's good. Okay, not taking that away. Not no. taking it away. Okay, but <clears throat> Mel Gibson is a controversial figure at this point in like American pop culture and in Hollywood as a whole. I almost wonder if Warner Brothers is doing this Ooh. and if they did decide to go this way. I wonder if they're Ooh. doing it on purpose just to be like you know what? Everyone keeps shitting on our production of films <laughs> and how many problems we keep having. Keep having. Let's just get a director that's gonna pull all of that stuff to him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just like a magnet. How do they work? Just pull it all oh, no. to him, and and just let him absorb <laughs> it all like a giant ball of phloem. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I kind of feel like that might be their play. And you know what? You know it, what? Working so far. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the Uh-oh. thing. I kind of like Uh-oh. it as a strategy. I kind of <laughs> think that maybe this is smart. Like maybe I'm not saying I think <laughs> Bill Gibson should be the director. I don't necessarily think this is the right project for him. I don't know if he should even get work anymore. Okay. It's just, but if as a marketing strategy, as a like a diversion tactic from the shit show that's going mm. on right now with DC, I, I don't know, man. I think it's smart. I think, I think if that's if that's something that they decide to do, that you couldn't discredit right. that. That maybe that's part of. Why. Well, at the very least, nobody's accused Warner Brothers of being smart. So maybe the first uh, outlet here. <laughs> hey man, we were first on Jedi being plural. That, that's the okay. thing. I didn't hear anyone else talking about that. So yeah, let let me be the first. Let us be the first. Comic book character. Put it on a pull quote. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. Comic book character says, Warner Brothers DCEU making a smart move? <laughs> question mark? You might put a question Maybe mark. Two? Maybe you can put an exclamation point. I mean, <laughs> you know, let them let their marketing team figure that out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, honestly, who I'd like to see direct Suicide Squad Who's that? to? Um, Zach Braff. What's the Mad Max, uh, George... Uh, George Miller? Man, names, names. I suck with names today. George Miller. Yeah, man. Like, imagine a real gritty, like, punked version of Suicide uh, all, Squad. Like, real, all like, black and white until the third act? <clears throat> oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, sure. Yes. Would you not be in Holy for that? Holy shit, yeah. On the IMAX what? screen. I would be <laughs> so in. Get George Miller. Fuck Mel Gibson. Get George Miller. Get George Miller. Get him to direct Suicide Squad. That's that's who they need. They need David Fincher. They need George Miller. Come on, guys. Pony up the bucks. You guys are still counting those those Lord of the Rings bucks and those Harry Potter right. bucks. Just 
Just do it. Okay. On to the TV side of things. Uh, we haven't talked about it yet. We did talk about it before it premiered. We haven't come back to it. But that's because we wanted to give the show a little bit of time to breathe. Mm-hmm. Okay, We wanted to watch a few episodes. A head start. Before, before, right. In case we had to shoot it, we wanted <laughs> to give it a chance. <clears throat> but we're talking about Powerless. I think the fourth episode debuted this week. I've seen the first three. I know you've seen the first yep. two. We're only going to talk about the first two. Spoilers for Powerless if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it and you want to see it or you think it should be a show that continues, you should probably watch it because it might get canceled. <laughs> if it's you on don't. NBC. So if you haven't seen it, it's on NBC. It's also on Hulu. It's also on um, a variety of apps for your phone. Like the internet. It may not be legal. Yeah. <clears throat> and the internet and the dark web and the not so dark web. <laughs> but it's out there. It's definitely out there if you want to see it. Okay, so we're going to talk about the first two episodes. Spoilers for the first two episodes. Um, so if, for those that don't know, this show was originally pitched as The Office meets Superheroes. Mm-hmm. It's not really what nope. it is. It doesn't have that mockumentary feel at all. Um, that's what I thought we were getting, and and I, I got to be honest, I'm a little disappointed that that's not what because we're getting. that's a great pitch. Uh, that <laughs> it is a great, it's a great elevator pitch. Yeah. Um, this show is a multi-camera mm-hmm. show, comedy, sitcom. Um, we've talked about the cast before. It's got a pretty good cast. Uh, the show, though which centers around Vanessa Hudgens' character, whose name is slipping me Oh, at the man, me too. But it's something real generic, yeah. like Jennifer, Emily, or Erica. <laughs> I'm not going to look it up. Or it's Gwen, fine. or Mary um, Jane. Something really, really generic. It's not. It's, it's, no, something on, you can man. forget come easily. On. Don't. Ah. To replace, like, you know, two issues later. Mm. <laughs> Remember how... Okay. Look, man, I, I had a rough day. The Social Security <laughs> office was not great to me. <laughs> um, Remember okay, the clone the show, saga? The show, oh, man. Why? Why? <laughs> Spidey's not even on the list for once. We're not even supposed to be talking about him this week. I actually didn't put him on the list. Um, actually, we are going to talk about him. <laughs> we always not, do. But just, we always do. Just a little bit. Um, but <clears throat> Sorry, guys. I'm just like getting over a cough. Uh, I know I keep coughing. It's tuberculosis. Okay, but the, sh- the, sh- the show centers around this girl. She comes from, like, a small town. She comes to the big city. It's not Gotham City. Just a city. small town, girl. Uh, it's not National City, like in Supergirl. Living either. in an established work- universe. Yeah. Oh, here's the other thing I found out before mm-hmm. we continue. This show, although it does take place in a DC universe, is not any DC universe we've ever seen before. What? It's not connected to the movies. It's not connected to the comic books. It's Universe P, the letter P as in pickle. It's DC Universe P. So I don't know how they came up with that, uh... but that's what it is. So, you know, you might see characters here or there. They reference Aquaman at one point. They reference a bunch of the people, Joker. actually. Joker, Wonder Woman. Um, <clears throat> but these are not, I mean, although they are the characters we know, they're not from pulled from anything else that we're uh, familiar with. So that's interesting. Um, I think in a way that's maybe smart. So they're going the opposite route of like agents of shield mm. where agents of shield tries to connect to the MCU. 
they're just like, fuck it, we're not going to even try. It's too complicated. We're not Cost too much money. Whatever their reasons are. Cost, definitely probably cost too much money. Um, which is fine. So the reason I'm actually okay with it is like, now we're getting a DC universe that's unencumbered by anything else. And it can just do whatever it wants. But that being said, I feel like having seen three episodes of this show, they need to do more. Like if they're not beholden to anything... Mm-hmm. Then they really need to, to to like get their hands dirty and dig deep, and I don't feel like they've done that yet. So the show anyway, the show's about this girl. She comes from a small town. She goes to this big city. She ends up working for Wang Tech, where they develop um, devices to help protect everyday citizens from like battles between superheroes and supervillains. Uh, apparently, Lex Luthor is the president in this universe as well. I don't think that's been really discussed so far in the show, but. I was reading about it, and so apparently he's the hmm. president. Um, but she ends up working for Bruce Wayne's cousin, mm-hmm. Van, I think is his name, Van Wayne, uh, played by Alan Tudyk. And he's, it's like they're trying to do like a Michael Scott type thing, but. But there's no humor to it. There's, there's It's just real weird. And here's my problem with the show. The little bits where they're talking about like when you have the different employees kind of talking to each mm-hmm. other or just having these side conversations, that's where the real humor comes through on the show and the chemistry of the cast. But the overall like arcing plots of each episode and the way they're executed. And I was watching this with a friend of mine uh, the other day and we both kind of had the same thought, especially with Hudgens. Uh, especially with Hudgens, because she has this background, but really the whole show has this, and that's, it has a very Disney Channel feel to it. Mm. This show, where, so like, everything feels a little too exaggerated, the acting is a little too over the top, like, think, think Hannah Montana, like, that kind of, like, and I've seen a lot of Hannah Montana because of my little sister, Um, you know, so, but that's the show that I immediately thought of. It's just, it's it's got this like played for laughs a little too hard, a little too bright. And Vanessa Hudgens is dialed up to eleven the entire time. Hmm. That that's my problem with the show. What are what are your initial thoughts on having seen the first two episodes well, of the show? The initial, th- I agree with you with the big big overacting kind of stuff. And that's usually to hide a fault in the writing. I mean, you have to sell whatever the material is given to you. And uh, since it's not really that in depth or that kind of like uh, funny, <laughs> you might have to be really, really big to sell the joke. Um, right. Yeah. No, it's um, it's like first of all, I've, I've already said that it's on NBC, and that kind of gave me worries. That, that gave me pause. Uh, right. Because NBC, for whatever reason, they they completely forgotten what they're doing, how to do it. Um, on the first couple episodes, I, I felt really kind of out of sorts just because it's been so long since I watched like a sitcom on TV, uh, a 30-minute right. sitcom or 22-whatever-minute sitcom. Um, yeah, it, it had to get my kind of leg, sea legs back. But um, yeah, it, like you said, the main plot really is not that interesting. The The secretary is kind of funny for Alan Tudyk, mm-hmm. uh, but I thought it really kind of... It, it was trying to do not an. It was a really weird space. It, it, it had the space to work, but it wasn't establishing what it should have. There wasn't that much establishing of like new girl coming to the big city, 
but she's just in the office all the time, and that's where we see her. Uh, so there's very, very little of like the surrounding environment. Um, the the pilot starts with it, but after that first little bit, there's not that much. Uh, it could do with a lot more establishing sh- uh, shots or establishing premises. And I guess this is going a little bit too ahead, but in episode two, when that who was the the villain that was flying around and doing shit? Um, like the like, like a Green Goblin equivalent, the Jack yeah, 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 yeah. or whatever. Like, like it yeah. looked real low budget. Like, um, and again, that's more of a the suit thing. That's not anything that the actors were in charge of. But it looked like not enough funds were like invested in it. So I don't know. It's real shaky to me. The the thing that you brought up that immediately and and as soon as you said it, I was like, you know what, you're you're totally right. The show takes place in two places. Mm-hmm. The ent- every episode, like in the, in the first three at least, it's either in Van's office or like in the larger like floor of the building that they mm-hmm. work in, where they're like developing stuff. That's it. Those are the two locations for the show. They don't go anywhere nope. else. Now, now, maybe that works for Cheers when you have a super dynamic cast. Character-driven story. Incredible writing, and the characters are just top-notch. But th- that's the other problem with this show is that, like, even though you have these great actors, these, these really great comedic actors, and they do have good chemistry with each other, I don't, I don't give a no. shit about any of these characters. No, no. There, there's, there's not all. been a chance to empathize with anybody yet. Um, there's no vulnerability shown, and, and it sounds kind of stupid, but in establishing anything, you need empathy. You need the, some reason to care about the right. character. Uh, other, if you don't have that, then you're just watching people kind of play pretend for thirty minutes. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. You know, like I watch Superstore, and I think this actually comes on after Superstore. Um, I really love Superstore, and that's probably going to get canceled, too, <laughs> but whatever. But that show, at least in that show, the characters are very different, and they're dynamic, and they're very interesting. Not, like, not all of them, but, like, a good chunk of them are, and they're very um, differentiated between each other. Like, it's it's very easy to see this person's motivation versus this right. person's, and how they interact and where their conflict comes from. I mean, even even like some of the secondary characters you can see that with in Superstore, and that's probably its greatest strength. That's what Powerless yeah. needs, because you look at you look at Danny Pudi and you look at Run Funches and you look at you know any of the other cast members that are like the employees. They all blend together. They're all just like a bunch of nerds who like don't really want to work but are good at their jobs essentially like but that's it there's like they're all the same they're all there's there's nothing that that stands out between any of them in terms of how their characters are written it's just real weird i mean vanessa hudgens character is separate and then alan tudyk's character Mm -hmm. is separate because of how they function within the show um but i just feel like for this show to to make it uh, I mean, one, they definitely could use some more money. Yeah. But I think I just think they need to really go back and reinforce who these characters are and why we should care about them. Because they're very bland right. to me. 
Yeah, I haven't seen the third episode yet. Has it kind of done anything to write the course? I would say it has the most interesting plot line of the three episodes. Um, they do they do one really cool thing. I guess I can tell you. I'll, it's a bit of a spoiler for episode three, I guess. But they do this kind of cool thing where they have a new co-worker. And whenever something happens, like like an emergency happens, he disappears. Hmm. And so the thing amongst like the rest of the employees is like, wait, is that person a superhero? And they're trying to figure it out. And it's a cool idea. It's a nice device. Like I'm like, yeah, that's cool. All right, like that that's what this show should be doing. But like even then the execution is a little sloppy. Hmm. Um but it's the third episode I've only seen the first three, but the third episode is the best of the three, so maybe the fourth episode will be the best of the four. And if we keep moving in that oh, direction, man. maybe maybe we'll have something substantial. <laughs> it's gonna sweep the Emmys. <laughs> <laughs> but I've talked to a few people and I just asked them, like I've, I've talked to a few people who have at least watched the first uh-huh. two episodes. And I said, you've seen two episodes. What do you think about this? Like in terms of the show, do you think it makes it a full season and then gets canceled? Does it make it to season two or does it not even make it to a Ooh. full first season? And both of them were like, not even a full season. Yeah, man. Without hesitating. And I was just like, uh, you know what? I think that would be my answer too it's, right now. It's bleak, but, but I'm on that boat. Yeah. Sorry, DC. I mean, the thing is, sorry, not sorry. I, I think, th- I think there's a lot of potential. I think there's a lot of potential. They just need to figure out what they're doing with this show. And again, go back to the comics. You have so many other properties. You have Gotham Central. <laughs> you have a bunch of other spinoffs of the main plots. So. It, it would have been amazing if it was completely office style. If it was like, see, uh, and here's here's my here's my frustration with the show, and it almost has nothing to do with it really. But Marvel was developing a TV show on their mm-hmm. side that was supposed to be an office style mockumentary oh. called Damage Control, which is based off of a comic in Marvel that Marvel has, where it is a corporation of people that either help with litigation or help with, you know, uh, technology to protect the regular civilian citizens from getting hurt in these battles and things. And that was supposed to be a mockumentary style show. And they eventually uh, um, ultimately pulled out, didn't do it because DC or NBC and DC were further along with the powerless show. And they didn't want two of the same show kind of on at the same time. Uh, so that angers me now right. because I'm just like, well, no, because if if it was an actual mockumentary show, like in the style of The Office, that's what I wanted to begin with. So if Powerless exists and Damage Control doesn't, well, that sucks. Like, right. Because Powerless isn't the show that we thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's like those uh, in the early days of the Internet, the ones who jumped on like Coke.com and just sat on that, the Internet squatters. Just yeah. sat on it. Man, that yeah, that's that's unnerving. Yeah, so that, that's what makes me unhappy. Okay, we're, we're going to leave that, and this is probably unfair. It actually is super unfair, but whatever. Sorry, DC. <laughs> we're going to talk about the amazing, <laughs> what a fantastic, spectacular Marvel sneak peek to the Avengers Infinity War When's film. Marvel? Holy hell. 
Um, man, I don't even know where to start. I mean, the video, <coughs> the video starts with Robert Downey Jr., Chris mm-hmm. Pratt. I mean, right there, you are not gonna find two more charismatic dudes. Okay, on the planet, that's those are it. And then you drop in Spidey Tom Holland in there, just being like, "Ah, oh, man, oh, this I is might. awesome." We're, here. We're doing the thing. Yeah, he's like, "Eat my weebs, my weebs, thwip, 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 thwip," <laughs> and. And uh, and it's just it go and it goes from there. It just literally explodes from there. Um, the video got like it. I don't know if it broke records, but it, it had one of the, like the fastest two, however million views, of any video. That I think for views, it just, it just said shit is hype. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shit is lit. Shit is hype. Shit's dope. Whatever. Um, I mean. I I'm almost I almost want to stay quiet on this because I'm just gonna gush and <laughs> all over it, and and I just was kind of shitting on DC and I always feel bad when those things are juxtaposed to one another, but let me let me ask yeah. you what did what thing did you most enjoy oh. seeing or being teased about with this like kind of promotional video? Oh man, just the lore, just uh like the acknowledgement of all the stuff that's come before. To lead up to this point, like where the Infinity Stones were, like who has them now? Um, yeah, no, this is a. You can feel the roller coaster kind of getting to the top, and we're just about to go down. I think something that they did without without revealing their hand mm-hmm. at all is they give you the sense that real, real legitimate change is coming after this film. Or, like, in this film. It's a culmination for sure, yeah. Right. And, and that things will be different after this movie in a lot of ways, in a lot of significant ways. So that's that's cool. I mean, because <clears throat> in some ways, you know, I don't know. When you were a little kid, this is going to be a weird analogy. But, like, you know, when I was a little kid, you'd build the Lego set or you'd build, like, the house or whatever, the tower. But then you'd have Godzilla or King Kong come and just knock oh, hell it down. Yeah. Just wreck wreck shop, right? And that was probably more fun than even building everything up. And that's what this movie yeah, is yeah. going to be. It's going to, like, they've, they've, they've taken all of this time. They've been so careful with it. They've really built up this beautiful thing. And now they get to destroy <laughs> it. But that's cool. Like, that story and that narrative is exciting and it's something that we yeah. haven't before really and it's it's definitely it definitely um it tackles one of the the main problems that people have with marvel which is there's no real consequence to what happens mm. there's no real sense of danger this is probably going to be the movie that changes actual existential crisis <clears throat> right and not only that but like you said the way that that this little promotional video goes at length and shows you just how much they've built up over all of these years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been, it's been nine years now, almost a decade that they've been, and they've done so unprecedented. <clears throat> yeah. Literally never been done before. Never has a movie studio opened with every film it's ever produced, uh, debuting at number one. It's never happened. So, you know, it's just, it's so cool. Yeah. It, the way, the way that they acknowledge their own history. 
Yeah, no, it's really it gives you kind of uh, room to think about like where do we go from here? That they could do anything. They could if they want to just do like a. I think I saw somebody else talking about this somewhere. But if they just want to do a bunch of one-off movies, they can. They're in the right. They can do that. If they want to do reboots after waiting like seven years, they could do that. It's just, I mean, clean slate. Uh, yeah, because you have like the, the aging cast of the actors we already have. Uh, you know, RDJ can only do so many more Iron Mans. Um, even right. Chris Evans. Uh, so yeah, and Chris Hemsworth, yeah. and and not only that, but like, and they're smart. They're smart. They know that if they get new people and younger people, like let's say they bring in a Kamala mm-hmm. Khan or they bring in a, a, a Miles somewhere down the line, these are younger actors. They don't have to pay him as much. You're having to pay RDJ like 25 mil every time you see his face on the screen, which is worth it. I mean, don't get me wrong, but like, you know, that eats into your budget. <laughs> a little bit. So, so Marvel knows what they're yeah. doing. You know, when, when Chris Evans is the first Captain America – Think uh, I think he got paid like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. A quarter insane. of a mil. Yeah. Wow. For Captain America, there, there's guys yeah. on the NBA on the uh, bench making more than that. Yes, also true. Um, you know, I think you know, I think the the new G League, the NBA Gatorade <laughs> League, it's so weird that they're that's what it is though. I mean, I guess D League isn't so great either, and if they stick with G League, that's fine. But just don't ever call it the NBA Gatorade League. <laughs> don't ever call it that, because you're gonna lose people. Um, our friend Mike is was probably turning over <laughs> and, and thrashing right now. I know he hates that advertising. Um, but the the one of the parts of the, the Gatorade sponsorship is that the the G League now the base salary goes from like sixty thousand to I think one hundred and fifty thousand. Hmm. You know, which is good. Good for all yeah. those players. But my point is, is they're almost making more money playing on the bench of a minor league basketball team than Chris Evans got to play Captain America. <laughs> Think about that. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm I'm actually kind of tired, man. Like I, I and I feel like I didn't even say that much, but just see the video. Like if anyone here is listening to this and hasn't watched the video, we will definitely put it in the thread on Facebook yeah. with the podcast. Make sure to watch it. Like us gushing over it is great, it, but it's one of those things you definitely have to see to, to really get the. Full yeah, what it is, it's a movie company, a movie studio doing the Babe Ruth. They're calling their shot because uh, I know they're yeah. not going to be matched by anything the other teams got. <clears throat> yeah, I mean they're basically they're basically high stepping on the sideline <laughs> as they get to the end zone at this point. Like that's what they're doing. They're flossing, man. They're it's. Anyway, it looks great. Um, all right, let's uh, let's all be sad for a second. I mean, you know, you can't be happy all the time. This actually just came to light today, within the last few hours uh, that we're recording this. But Patrick Stewart, Patrick Stewart, Professor X, man, Master of Stage and Screen, Master of Stage and Screen. Master of our hearts and our minds. Of our days and our nights. <laughs> <laughs> he's done. He's he's dunzies. He's donezo. He is retiring officially after Logan. So I mean Logan, which is already coming out in holy hell about a week. Whew. 
Get them tickets. Um, get them, get them pre-sale, guys. Get them Thursdays. Get them Thursdays <laughs> matinees or, or midnight matinees. Show. <laughs> Not matinees. They, you know what I mean. Call in. Call in work. Call in school. You don't need it. You don't need it. Watch Patrick Stewart in his finale. His his. You know his uh, his opus. It's Coupe de Gracie. Yeah, it's Coupe de Gracie as his final performance as Professor X. By the way, I'm calling my Uh shot here. I don't know if we've discussed this before. I don't think we have. I'm going to call it right now. Just lock it in. (laughs) There we go. I think that Professor X in the Logan Mm -hmm. movie is all in Logan's mind. What? I don't think he's really there. You you gonna what? He's yeah. It's kind of like a six. Oh no! Oh yeah, no! I'm calling it. I don't think he's gonna be. Oh my god! I think it's gonna. Oh, I'm, I, Tyler I think Durden. What's gonna? I think yeah. It's gonna Tyler Durden. I think what's gonna happen is the thing that really breaks Logan. Oh. That makes him retire, and reluctant is he somehow fails or lets down Professor X in some way that gets Professor X oh, killed. My, oh, that would explain why he's cursing so much. Right, because the id and the ego and like his, his own, Logan's own filter prism of who Professor Dude. X is. That's my, that's my take. That's my take. I'm calling it. Call my shot. Calling it. <laughs> Eight ball corner <laughs> pocket. Holy shit. Yeah. Now, it, yeah. now it, if um, it doesn't, when it, when it doesn't happen, I'm going to be so let down Oh my God, man! When are they gonna hire us? <laughs> hire us! We'll make your movies better. I'll, we'll make. I only want six hundred thousand a year. That's all I want. I'm saving you money. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you're paying yourself, really. <laughs> the, it's like the studios are paying themselves at that point. Um, help me! I'll take Chris Evans' money. <laughs> Just drop me a drop me a quarter quarter mil. Just drop it in my pocket. I'll get to typing, man. I'll be like, like that. That's how you type. I'll be typing. That is that is how I type. You can't see it, but I'm I'm doing like the these really exaggerated hands, like on the keyboard. That is legit. But like, I'm not even joking. When I like, I don't know how often this comes up. When I type, like when I mock type at people in person, that is what I do. Flailing about. That's the, yeah, Just like, all, like, all I'm wrist fucking, action. Like I'm, like I'm Hunter S. Thompson wow. or some shit, or like I'm, you know, like Hemingway. Just, just this is definitely nuts. back country. Watch out, F. Scott Fitzgerald. I'm Ooh. coming for you. Hey, Zelda, how are you okay. doing? <laughs> get in, <laughs> yeah. Get in, get in on that, get in on that bloodline. <laughs> um, got off topic. <laughs> How do you feel about Patrick Stewart? We definitely ended up east of Eden. Uh, (laughs) Yes! Oh, I love it. What's up, my literary nerds out there? (laughs) That's for you. That's for all three of you. Uh, (laughs) Patrick Stewart. Uh, Patrick Patrick Stewart. Final final performance as Professor X for Logan. How does that matter? Time. McAvoy was coming for him hard. He was, <laughs> was going to get to a weird space where he was just wearing Patrick Stewart's skin. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Oh, man. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sad, but, like, 
Not like in a, in a Lord Debna way, right. like in a legit right, yeah. sad way. Um, well, I mean, at the end of a career. He's, he's had an amazing he's, career. He was Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't know that he's necessarily done with I'm, acting. I'm calling it. Right, like, <laughs> you're calling that shot. Okay. Look, man, we we call our shots here on CBC. Masters of the hot take. Yeah. Our, our hands are literally just rods in the fire. <laughs> Just perpetually hot, um, but you did touch on something. Patrick Stewart, uh, Stewart as Professor X for all of these movies that he's been doing, and he's been doing it literally just as long as Hugh Jackman right. and Wolverine. It's the end of an era if they're both done with this film at the end of this film. Um, and I think you could argue that those were the two most standout performers. Oh, from the X Men throughout the throughout. Yeah, oh, far and away, yeah. So, so it's sort of fitting that they that they end mm-hmm. together, right? Um, but, 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 bravo, Mr. Stewart, Sir, Stewart it up. Sir Patrick Stewart. Like, I mean, we haven't seen Logan yet, but I'm sure it's going to be great. And and kudos to you on a very fantastic uh, career as Professor X. Um, happy and excited to and looking forward to seeing how Logan turns out. Okay, just totally switching gears. We're just going to cover these last few things pretty quickly. But we did get the first look at a uh, kind of a still shot, like a group shot. Again, that's going to be in the thread on Facebook, guys. Facebook forward slash Neil Before Pod, as in podcast. Boom. It'll take you right to the Facebook. You'll see the podcast. You'll see the thread. You'll see the videos. You'll see the pictures. We, we do a lot of updates there. Just go there. It's fun. It's a fun time. Interact with us. Say hi. We love it. Uh, sound really aggressive. I'm sorry. I yeah, about to say you ain't aggressive. doing anything special. <laughs> Go fucking to the website. I know you're ordering, trying to order Krispy Kreme <laughs> off the internet. Okay, oh, just go to Facebook. Oh, 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 rock bottom! Holy shit! <laughs> like, I know that app says it'll deliver from anywhere, but you're real pushing it. <laughs> Truth be told, this is from my own personal experience. I know. Um, Han Solo, though, we get to see a pick, and right off the bat, Woody Harrelson looks insane. Yeah, man. But of course he He's does. He's in like some sort of karate gi. <laughs> he just looks nuts. Maybe take some judo lessons. Like, yeah, maybe some uh, gym kata, like the gym <laughs> karate. And he, he must be so <laughs> he's, he's so high. He's floating above the rest of the cast. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, he's like literally physically floating around. It's real, it's real, it's a real trip. My other take, my other mm-hmm. initial take is, man, 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 okay. Donald Glover as young Lando. Oh, you truly belong with us up here in the clouds. Oh, yes, sir. Sign me up. Sign me up. Looking. Code 45. Perfect for the role. Looking perfect for the role, looking excited. I don't know. I know I'm projecting because I'm a big Donald Glover fan, who is also, by the way, not the son of Danny Mm-mm. Glover. Okay, it's a misnomer. People think that. I actually almost went up to Danny Glover one time <laughs> to tell him like how much I liked his son, and I didn't, and I'm real glad I didn't because he would have looked at me like, you damn honky, and I'm not even I'm white. Too old for this shit. It, and I would have been, like, been like, you're right, man. You were right to call me a honky. It's fine. 
I man, you that. know, he would just sort of turn around to you and said, "Yeah, you got some silverware, but really, are you eating though?" Oh. <laughs> wow. Bravo. Um, <laughs> Donald Glover, young Lando. I feel like I was already on board with that casting, but for some reason, seeing the picture just really drove it home. Super Hell yeah. Sad. First thoughts for you, sir, on the Han Solo. Group. There better be Mayhew in the costume. That's my first thought. Uh, because, yeah, of course Chewie's there. Um, whoever the... I don't know if that guy can move, man. It's the knees. Know. The knees. <laughs> he's a front guy. He's more machine than man now. Uh, Poor guy. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I mean, it'd be amazing if he was just there for, like, one take or something. Um, yeah, yeah. And then they nice. got, like, Christoph Porzingis in the suit. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, Chewie doesn't dunk, man. Stop trying to dunk. There's nothing to dunk. I dunk. No, man, that's a grenade. You throw it. It's a plasma grenade. Chris, stop dunk. Chris, stop dunk. No, no, you don't dunk. No, fuck out of here. Chris, stop. Whoa. Chewbacca take 98, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The, the dude that got, I don't even, who's the dude that had playing Han Solo? I've not uh, looked this up. I knew you were going to ask that. Yeah, we're real bad he's about got a real shit and green on his face. I mean, it's because he's I... Han Solo now. Alright. I'm tapping. You can probably hear me tapping. Yeah. And the thing is, I I could I kinda remembered him, but I knew it was something weird I was gonna mispronounce it. It's it's Alden Ehrenreich. Ehrenreich. Oh, he's got the German's blood. Out to the Jewish land. Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah. Um, Alice. Oh no, dude! Oh no! <laughs> Falling off the wagon. Um, I do think you, you did. You did speak to something real nice there, though. Is that yeah? He he does have that shit, which is totally Han Solo, right? Like he, it looks like off at least that one picture. You know, maybe he's got the, a little bit of that mojo, a little bit of that. that that's what he needs. Yeah. No one, no one can be young Harrison Ford. Okay, not saying that because. We all know, Carrie Fisher knows. <laughs> no one can be young Han Solo. Though. Okay, uh, young. Oh yeah. Oh, I feel bad. <laughs> she no don't. No one can be young Harrison Ford. Oh. <laughs> oh man, look, you regret the things you don't do, not the things you right. do. Yeah, man. Right. So, like you know, not crash into a plane full of passengers on the runway. Han Solo, uh, wow. real life Harrison Ford, Han? needs Chewbacca as the co-pilot, uh, or he needs to take up boating. <laughs> yeah, maybe one of those banana boats, <laughs> like how Chris Paul and like Carmel Anthony and them. You know, we we drop a lot of NBA stuff into this podcast lately. I don't know what's going on with that. Da, 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 anyway, da, da, da. Uh, Alden, Alden Alda, young Han Solo. To maybe you've gotten a little bit of the a little bit of the mojo. We'll see. But at least that picture, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that looks like yeah. Han Solo. That looks like a face Han Solo would that make. That dude shoots first. So <laughs> He shoots hard. He shoots first. He shoots second. He shoots third. How many people are in the room? <laughs> all right? That's what he wants to know. That's He can go all day. Um, he's, he's like Steve Rogers. He can, he can do this all day. All right. Switching gears. Burmarow. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, look, we're going to try to find a way to talk about this film every every. Episode it's going to happen. Because it's just that good. It looks <laughs> that great. 
Wah! Yeah. I think from now on, we should just call wah! it Wah! Two. The movie. Yeah, Wah! Two, yeah. Um, awesome Mix Volume Wah! <laughs> But we got, they released uh, a real short 30 second clip. And the really cool thing about this one, and we'll link it down, of course, is that it features David the Bowie. Space Oddity. Who, of course, who, of course, has passed away, uh, was supposed to be in the first Guardians of the Galaxy film. And then for some reason, I think it was like scheduling conflict or something, he wasn't able to do it. Um, James Gunn is a huge David Bowie fan. Uh, David Bowie was featured in the first film. He's the only artist, as far as I'm aware, that is repeatedly featured in this one. Hmm. Um, At least as of right now. They could still edit stuff, and who knows, right? But as of right now. But this is cool because the trailer features uh, a really well-known David Bowie song called Silvergate City, uh, which also, by the way, just for you music fans out there, there is a band called the Get Up Kids that do a really fantastic cover of this song. I recommend you look it up. It's on YouTube, um, but whatever. We get to see a few get up, new scenes, though. More like the get down adult. <laughs> wow. The put down. Put, the there adult. we go. We got there. <laughs> we got there. Um, <laughs> damn it, dude. Uh, we get to see a few new scenes with uh, with, with Guardians 2 here in this particular uh, trailer. Uh, the one that really caught my eye is you see Gamora holding the largest gun ever seen on screen. <laughs> the, the, it's, and we're not it talking about like, Liam Neeson. Oh my, oh my, oh my. <laughs> talk about, talk about wanting to be taken. <laughs> taken to the bedroom, you know? <laughs> He's mm. trying to get his daughter mm. back in that movie, man. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, he's got to take a break sometime. You know? Take that kind that uh, much, is it, that is that much, taking four taking a break taking a break that much stress without a relief is oh. not healthy okay gotta have the release yeah, just gonna say I've got a certain special set of skills oh. um anyway <laughs> Anakin no <laughs> <laughs> I have the high oh. ground <laughs> whatever <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, oh no that wits you word didn't mean try. it to it's actually kind of funny, considering where we're going to end this podcast in just a second. But, but anyway, Gamora's holding this huge yeah. gun. It looks like it's out of a like a like a anime or a cartoon or possibly a video game Viper or like Viper something cable ca- cable the character cable Viper, would have Viper, 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 for all you Rob Liefeld fans out there. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. We get it, Chris. You love Marvel. Which Marvel? Shout out, by the way, shout out to Marvel versus Capcom Ultimate 3, making Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 for making it back to Evo for the last time. They raised more money than Pokken. It all goes to Make-A-Wish. Uh, they're going to be in the Evolution Fighting Championships. Man, Marvel, it's hype. People are in, man. People are in on Marvel. I don't know. Maybe it's just one of those things where, like, there's nothing DC can do at this point. Mm. Maybe they just... You know what I mean? Like maybe we're expecting too much for them because maybe they are trying. That's a to high bar to match. Equ- but maybe they're trying to equal Marvel, and maybe they shouldn't right. be. Maybe they should just find right. a different space to be comfortable in. You, you know, like I'm trying to think. 
you know, like the triple X to Marvel's Fast uh, and Furious. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like the Percy Jackson to Harry Marvel's Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> that, that, maybe not end, that bad. That maybe that go, that golf is yeah, too wide. Yeah, it ends very like, differently for both franchises. But but maybe they do. Maybe they need to find a different space. Like maybe they shouldn't try to do. They're, they're forcing they, a lot. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. This is kind of an off-topic thing. We were talking about yeah. Guardians. It's weird how they came up. But, like, any particular scene in this little 30s, I know there's not a lot that's new, but anything that stuck out? I'm just you? amazed that it's still all from the first, like, couple acts. Yeah. Or first act, maybe. But, yeah, it, it's we're, – we're in for a treat for this one. I mean, it was enough to hear Suffragette City being played uh, because, man, the energy that David Bowie had in that entire album, the Ziggy Stardust album. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's such a good vibe to be in if you're taking any sort of like uh, attributes from that to making Guardians. That's perfect. They go hand yeah. in hand. It's it's really great. It's a really great synergy uh, between the two. Um, and the other thing is, is we get the wah, wah. wah. We, we get that. We get that. At oh, the man. End again. oh, and then and then he says something different. I know. Goes, that oh, almost man. hit me. That almost hit me. Yeah. <laughs> like. Oh, like that's Fucking I don't know is that better, <laughs> dude. That, that that might be a better line than the. Uh, <clears throat> watch out! You know, than the uh, watch out. Oh, I tried, guys. I don't know. They're both great. They're both great. Okay, we're gonna end it on a pretty weird note, but we were just talking about Star Wars, so this, this fits. <clears throat> it's something that I thought honestly we would never discuss on comic book characters. In fact, I vaguely remember having a conversation with Ig. Where we talked about how we were never going to bring this character up Uh-oh. on comic book oh, no. characters, but fate has forced no, my no, hand. No. Okay, there is there is nothing I can do here. I am I am at fate's mercy, and when I talk about fate, I mean the fate of Jar Jar Binks. The fate of Mister Jar Jar. Yeah. So, they're apparently releasing a a trilogy of novels that help fill in some of the gaps in the timelines. Official canon of Star Wars, and I think it's supposed to take you from Return of the Jedi in that space into The Force Awakens. The second of these novels has a chapter in it and a passage that talks about Naboo. And in that chapter and in that passage, they talk about Jar Jar. We see Jar Jar. And it turns out the fate of Jar Jar, actually pretty satisfying, if you <laughs> ask me, is that he has been relegated to being a street performer, like a mime on the street in New Orleans or one of those living statues. Misa so hungry. Yeah, uh, so basically the way the... And spoilers, I'm sorry, spoilers for this novel. But, but fuck Jar Jar. Come on, guys. I mean, this is worth spoiling for sure. He's down on his luck. Everyone hates him. And he it's, it's kind of um, alluded to that the reason for this is that people blame him for the rise of the Empire. Which, if you go back, but please don't... <laughs> Don't watch the prequels. 
don't watch them. You don't need to. I'm going to tell you right now. So it's okay. You don't need to go back and watch them. But if you think about it, but if you think about it, he sort of is the cause of the rise of the Empire because he's the one that like steps in and gives Chancellor Palpatine sort of those executive decision powers to kind of mobilize. And that essentially is what allows the Empire to rise Misa up. Misa scared of the immigrants. Misa want an autocrat. Misa like a wall. <laughs> I don't know. But so, yeah, so, like, the whole the whole galaxy hates him. <laughs> um, yeah, man, pretty fitting. I think that's, I mean, that's like writing from real life because everyone in real life hates him, too. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird legacy. It's, I, I just remember when I first heard this story uh, from you, uh, I just thought back of, the, like, all the, the, the hype buildup, the hype train that was going quickly off the rails. It could not be stopped. In ni- 1999, the first the episode one when that came out, it was yeah. such a momentous occasion. New Star Wars after all these years of just holding on. Eight to eighteen years ago, oh, by the way. Yeah, God, there was there were I collected Pepsi cans for God's sakes of all these characters from the sto- from the from the film that I haven't seen yet. Um, <gasps> it was such an event, and then. We get this guy introduced in the first one. It's all right. It's whatever. It's whatever the fuck. I mean, we're on for the ride. Sure. Yeah. He's 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 battling the droid army by slapstick. Okay. Fine. Whatever. Whatever. Episode two. Episode two. He's still around. He's still fucking shit up. Episode three. He seals the deal. Man. Yeah. This was a huge misstep. I thought. Uh, I can see to writing to a younger crowd, but to. To belittle them, to belittle the intelligence of your un- younger audience to such a level <laughs> that this is why I think you can understand. This is your speed. I'm gonna write to that speed. That that was kind of insulting almost when you came when he, when the prequels were done. So how do you feel? This is canon. Like how do you feel about this being sort of the fate of Jar Jar? Wow. Do you think? Do you think they should have even brought it up? Do you think they should have just let and, it go? At this point, uh, I think they might have just let it go just because, um, uh, to me, I kind of like read it metatextually. I, I, I kind of have a tendency to do that too much. But it's almost like this is the fate of George, too. It's like, we have your property now. Thank you. You had a bunch of money. We gave you $4 billion for it. Fuck off now. We're done with you. This is your role now. You, you, can, you can cry that you know, they didn't use your ideas for Force Awakens. You can say that you would have done things differently. But who gives a shit now? And that's kind of what Jar Jar is. Yeah. Yeah. You, you had your time to yeah. shine. Now get get your shine box. Get out. Get out of here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. There, I, there's never been a moment where I've thought of Jar Jar and been happy about it. No. Never brings any joy to my life. Um, <laughs> but, I, I mean, I guess... I think I think it's kind of funny how it parallels again how people in the real world also don't like Jar Jar and so now people in the Star Wars world don't like Jar Jar either. So it, it all lines up. You know, I don't know. I just think it's a it's a fitting end for a character that harbors so much disdain and and just ill will. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know what else you should do, could do with the character kill them off, but I don't think any kind of death would be 
satisfying either. It would be it'd probably be cheap in some way. Right. Um, that's the easiest thing you could always do is kill your character. You don't so, have to worry about it now. So now he just kind of lives in perpetuity as a street performer, as this sort of derelict street performer. Um, so, okay. Sure. Misa used to have a home. <laughs> I think on that note, that's that's our topics for the week. Um, until next time, the Fortress of Potitude is closed. Stay super, everyone. Except you, Mugosin. Fuck you. Later.